Hey guys. 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 Yo guys. Hey guys. Welcome hey. to episode number 43 of the Strange Thing Podcast. Hey Mike. <laughs> I'm Arnold. I'm Arnold. I'm Austin. I'm Austin Arnold. And I'm Morgan Freeman. <laughs> And we are on episode number 43. 43. 43. Yep. And we're going to divert from our last topic of UFOs, or more stranger UFOs. We're going to land this ship. Mothership's going to land, and a big old piece of beef's going to fall out of it. That's right, folks. (laughs) We're going to be talking about cattle mutilations. Yep. Cat we are we are revisiting our original launching topic from September 11th, bum, 2019. Bum. Yep. And uh, it's fitting because you're down in the basement where this all struck you for the first time. This is true. This is the first time I saw UFO. It was out of that window right back there that you can't yep. see unless you're watching this on YouTube, which you probably won't be because we're not going to put it on YouTube. Solid. This is the town. This is the place. This is the vibe that you had when you were thinking about cattle mutilations as a youngster, right? Yep, this is where it all began, right here. Twin Falls, Idaho, which we should say, once again, we are recording remotely because I'm down here Mm -hmm. helping my dad and you're up there somewhere doing what you do. I don't know what you do. Being a dad. Being a dad, yeah. (laughs) (sighs) He just took a drink of a what, some kind of Irish whiskey out I'd, of yeah, a it's, it's used gas station coffee cup? <laughs> it is a used coffee cup. It's a paper. Which gas station did you get it from? Yeah, not a gas station. I actually went to this uh, communal, uh, I don't know what you call it. It's a place where there are a bunch of different restaurants. It's on 2nd Avenue here in Twin Falls. A bunch of different restaurants in one building. And they have a, a communal sitting area. So you go over and you order the food. I had ribs. And then afterwards, I went over to the coffee area and got me a coffee on the way home. That's what I did. It's kind of a neat idea. It's really cool. Huh. I like it. I don't know about that. This place, so there's a Mexican restaurant. There's an Mm -hmm. Italian. There's a uh, barbecue place, which is where I went and got some uh, ribs. And then there's a sushi restaurant where they make poke bowls and sushi. Then there's a, and then there's, of course, the ice cream vendor. I think there's also a power juice and coffee place. Kind of uh, sounds like an, we have up here the village. It's like a little small center for shopping and stuff, but there's lots of like food places that you can. Well, it's you know? kind of like the way that it used to be. They'd have the food courts in the mall. Mm, you'd oh, have okay. all the different I get places. That. Yeah. And then in the middle was a place where you could also sit a bunch and, of chairs with gum yeah, under them. Yeah. Everybody. Go, yeah, <laughs> it's true. <laughs> and you'd all be able to get your own food and then come back to the table. Yeah. Except for here, there is no shopping outside of the food area. This is all about going there and having a food experience. Interesting. Yeah. Uh, and I thought since we were going to be talking about cattle mutilations, I better eat me some beef. Nice. But you know what? I didn't. I had pork. Pork ribs. Pork ribs. I know. I, I could have got brisket, which mm. is beef, but instead ribs sounded good. I wanted to gnaw on some bones. There you go. I gnawed on some bones. I had some uh, buffalo wings from Albertsons. Yeah, those are good. Bennett ate almost a full buffalo wing. Oh, he actually had a buffalo wing and he's like he, two? Yeah, he ate it. He wanted a bite, so I was like, fine, your problem. I'll give it to you. And he ate it and then he just kept wanting more. Weird. So heat does not bother that boy. No, he's a. I think he's a little bit like his dad. Yeah, 
And his grandfather. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. Cool. I well, thought it was okay. hilarious, though. Well, enough. We're going to get more comments like Parrot 64, 69, whoever she was. Yeah. Parrot she 69. Was. What was she? Uh, Polly. Oh, Polly. Polly Something. the Parrot. Polly, Polly 64. 46. Yeah. I don't know. Yeah. For those of you that didn't listen to our episode two episodes. We've ago. mentioned her every time. Since I know. <laughs> she's going to go down. She's an infamous she's, now. She's going to be our, our mascot. Of negative reviews. We got she's a negative an angry review. Parrot. Is our mascot now. <laughs> Polly the parrot. It's the ASTP parrot. <laughs> yeah. Polly, if you're listening to us now, we're doing exactly what you hated about our podcast, yeah. which is rambling about what did you call us? Hunyucks. Hunyucks. But what did she say we did? We uh, we don't need to tell the waiter our name. Quirky. Oh yeah. I'm she quirky. said we were quirky. We're being quirky right now. So mm. you better knock it off. We're gonna get more negative reviews. All right. Well, <laughs> so what are we going to talk about then? Well, you know, we've been talking about UFOs. Mm-hmm. And we've been talking about, we went from Jane Doe's experience with UFOs. And then we went into, I told a hoax story. And you told a kind of dramatized, fantabulous uh, story. <laughs> and uh, at the end, we kind of talked about how we were going to migrate that. Because UFOs are very common with cattle mutilations. They're, they happen right. at the same time. So people are seeing UFOs, and we thought, hey, perfect launch into our Maiden episode flashback. Right. And I thought, you know, it would be good to update what's been going on in cattle mutilation land. Right. It's going to be kind of hard not to beat the dead cow. Yeah. Because we covered quite a bit on our first one, just the stories and we did, theories we did, and stuff like that. So We did three episodes when we started. Mm-hmm. And just in review, what do you remember about those episodes two years ago? I mean, what, what is a cattle mutilation, just off the top of your head? Well, I know that it's when a cattle or a cow gets mutilated. <laughs> um, <laughs> it, usually, like, all the soft organs are, are taken out and, like, uh, a lot of the genitalia are removed. Yes. Mm-hmm. And, um, like, semi-surgical removal of tissue like around the eyes and stuff Mm -hmm. yeah and it often happens around people who do a lot of meth (laughs) (laughs) no but it does it happens rapidly so you know like we talked about in those episodes it would be one thing if a cow died natural causes whatever yeah coyotes get after it something he falls to the ground the coyotes get him they tear off the soft tissue you know they eat his anus they eat the soft tissue genitalia lips ears you know anything that's protruding it's gone Mm -hmm. and then you know they are continually eaten by bugs and maggots and all vultures and and whatever and that takes time Right. But one thing that kind of distinguishes cattle mutilations from that kind of deal is that a lot of times these things are reported as happening overnight. Or in yeah. some cases, you know, in just a few hours, which doesn't let the idea of predation work very well. Right. It's yeah. it's kind of a, not possible for them to do that much work in such a short amount of time. Mm-hmm. And, you know, the other thing along with that is, Ranchers are pretty smart. People right. who have cows know what it's like when a cow dies and that predators get a hold of this thing and they chew it up or whatever. They're smart. They see these things. Yeah, it's their territory. Yeah, they know. So it's I think livelihood. it's when a rancher comes forward and he says, oh, I found a cow 
and this thing, something's wrong with it. Something's weird about the way this thing died. Um, I think we got to listen to him. Yeah. Or at least give him half an ear. Yeah. Benefit of the (laughs) doubt anyway, because they have experience with these kind of things. If something is weird, they would know, you know? Right. So a lot of these ranchers reported these strange cattle mutilations starting in like the 1970s is when this became a hot item. Mm -hmm. And we talked about, uh, you know, Linda Moulton Howe. Yep, Mother Moo. Mother Moo, yeah. (laughs) And, uh, you know, she was somebody who actually was one of the initial investigators that started the investigations for the first time in in 19, I believe it was 1976 in uh, Colorado. Mm -hmm. And uh, she kind of laid the groundwork for this whole thing. And then, you know, since then there's been countless numbers. I mean, I think in 1979 the study came out and they estimated at that time there were 10,000 potential cattle mutilations in the United States alone. And then we talked about how it kind of bled over to, uh, get it, bled over. Um, It it bled over to other animals like deer and horses and other things. Sheeps. Yeah, sheepage. And then it it was happening all over the world, Australia, UK. But not Antarctica. I don't know about that. They have cows there? No. I don't know either. The whole thing was just really strange. And people talked about UFO encounters at the same time. There was the one story we told about down in, the, I think it was in Logan, Utah, where the sheriff's deputies had basically started to realize that when there were UFO sightings called in, that shortly after there would be cattle mutilations reported. Mm-hmm. And so they tracked down these black helicopters that were at the local airport, and they actually surrounded the helicopter, and they jumped out. In mass, sheriff's deputies converged on the airport. When they got there, there were three helicopters (laughs) on the tarmac right by a small plane, like a Learjet. (laughs) The cop cars came flying in in an attempt to stop the plane from taking off. Mm -hmm. The plane did not divert. (laughs) It kept going. And because of that, one of the sheriff's deputies crashed his car to get out of the way so that it wasn't destroyed by the aircraft taking off. Crazy. Yeah. So weird deal. Meanwhile, the other cops are surrounding these black helicopters. And they noticed when they pulled up that one of the guys got out of the black helicopter with a silver briefcase, went up to the plane right before it took off, and handed it to somebody in the cockpit then the plane took off, caused the crash of the sheriff's deputy, and then the other cops converged on the two black helicopters, and there was like a little bit of a standoff. Ooh. And the deputy, or the, the maybe it was even the sheriff, mm-hmm. basically put his hands on the individual in the coveralls and was like basically patting him to see if he had any dog tags or anything, mm-hmm. thinking it was like some kind of military operation. As soon as he did that, people that were in the helicopter immediately fixated on him, and he felt like he would be killed if he tried to arrest this guy. Weird. So they basically backed off and let the helicopters take off. And then all of the cattle mutilations and all of the black helicopter UFO sightings ceased. In that area. In that area. Right. They just moved on to somewhere else. I remember and, that. That's kind yeah. of creepy. <laughs> it is creepy. So there's like all this weird stuff around cattle mutilations that for whatever reason, because I was raised out here in Southern Idaho um, and I would look out this back window that's behind me and I would see cattle in the corrals 
outside my window, I thought, hey, this is the perfect first topic when we started our podcast. Yeah. And now we're two years in, and I thought, you know what, let's revisit this, because honestly, I haven't been keeping my eyes open for any kind of cattle mutilations. Have you? Not so much, no. Every so time I see something on Facebook, every once in a while it'll pop up, or yeah. somebody in our little Facebook group or something will you know, mention us in a comment or text us or something like that, but I don't really follow it closely, no. Yeah, me neither. Do you remember... I think we did a recording up in the uh, woods. In the and, woods. Yeah. Strange thing in the woods. Hey, guys, and welcome to our nice little campfire in the woods. Yeah, this is our fourth episode and our second topic, which is something strange, which is something strange. In the woods. A strange thing in the woods. And guess what? We're in the woods? We are in the woods. Uh, <laughs> that's what these trees are doing here. That's right. <laughs> we are out in the wilderness, on up in the mountains. On Friday the 13th. Around a campfire. By a full moon. By a full moon on Friday the 13th at a campfire. With scotch. With scotch and Irish death. Yeah. And talking <laughs> about a strange thing in the woods. Out of cell phone range, out in the middle of nowhere in the woods, around a campfire, enjoying a barley pop, or beer, some people would like to call it. I don't think anybody calls it a barley pop. You don't? You want to head down to the hip of the hop, grab a barley pop, and get a barley pop? <laughs> Did you grab that? He just grabbed a moth that was attracted <laughs> by the fire out of thin air with his... Lightning speed hands. (laughs) And we were doing that, and that was right after we heard about another outbreak of cattle mutilations in Oregon. Do you remember that? Mm -hmm. I think so, and we thought it was kind of weird how we just started talking about it, and then next thing we know, there's this outbreak of cattle mutilations. Yeah, because in my mind, you know, everything that had occurred around cattle mutilations had happened like the late 70s. Right. When I was a little kid. And so all of a sudden, when we started talking about this on our first three episodes, and then in the mainstream news, I mean, on the front page of the papers, was like, in Oregon, three bulls had been mutilated in September of 2019. Crazy. And and we were we were like, whoa, this is weird. Maybe this will make people want to really get in and listen to our podcast. <laughs> we summoned them. Um... Yeah. Yeah. We're in tune with the universe. Who loves okay. beef? I love beef. Me. I mean, mm. <laughs> right. well, um, we did those episodes and then, you know, I kind of just let it slip away. Have mm. you done any research? Have you heard anything interesting? You know, anything that you want to like just throw out there into the universe? I did. I did a little bit of research on some cattle mutilation stories and oh, good. it ended up kind of being just like an interesting background story of a guy too. Not just the, uh, the cattle mutilation that was interesting with this whole I thought this whole story was kind of good and hopefully I can use my notes good enough to actually tell a good story, but is this going to be a dramatic reading? Oh no, I don't think so. It's going to be a little more off the cuff. I think. Oh dude, this would be like an awesome dramatic reading. If you could kind of take on the persona of a Western cow rancher, tell the story. Western cow. I don't know how people from the West. Well, you got to people from the West. I know. Maybe you would talk with a little bit of a draw, like maybe you were. You could be from. No, that's Louisiana. You want to do like Texas. Hey, y'all. 
I was out oh. on the North 40, and all of a sudden, over the hill came this UFO. No, and I saw this like Texas to me. What does that sound like? I don't know, like a Southern Belle. Like some girl in Georgia, just a Georgia peach. Mm, sweet no. as a, That's no. what you sound like. I sound a man. I, I picture a guy talking like this. Like Sam Elliott. The distances aren't getting shorter. Beef. The trucks for dinner. are going far. Or like Matthew McConaughey. Hey, hey, hey. I can just tell this whole story right now. Just okay. All right. Just tell your story. <laughs> Maybe don't do the dramatic thing. You can. Okay. I don't know what to do now. You're you're putting me on the spot, guy. Yep. So on May 22nd, 1981, in Aberdeen, Washington. Aberdeen. That that can't be too far from where we're at. No. It's kind of in this western states, right? It's within 600 miles. Within 600 miles from where we are, as we sit. A fellow was born by the name of Brian Lloyd Danielson. But he kind of goes by the name Daniel Bryan as he grows up. And he was kind of, you know, typical kind of Northwest kid, I think. His father was a lumberjack. And uh, his dad went by the name of Buddy. Buddy, Buddy the lumberjack, you know. <laughs> but his dad's actual name was Donald. <laughs> what a leap. Donald. I think I'd rather be called Buddy, Buddy too. But yeah, yeah, me too. Okay, go ahead. They kind of follow his dad's job around to like Oregon and a couple other places, Utah and um, eventually, after moving to Utah, his parents get a divorce because his father was an alcoholic and it wasn't a good family dynamic. He had a sister, too. So him and his mom um, and his sister moved back to Washington. And I think they moved right back to Aberdeen, where they were Aberdeen. from. Aberdeen. And uh, it sounds like, and I'm kind of setting up some credibility. It sounds like he was a normal kid in school. He's a little bit shy, but he loves sports. And like track and football and stuff. And he was pretty obsessed with wrestling and especially like professional wrestling. Mm. And uh, I thought it was kind of funny because we're talking about cattle mutilations. But to kind of help support his single mom when he was growing up in high school, he actually worked at a McDonald's. (laughs) So cheap burgers. Yeah, there's probably a little cattle mutilation going on at the old McDonald's. I don't know. I think that's all kangaroo meat. Kangaroo. Kangaroo meat. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) I don't know. (laughs) <laughs> kangaroo meat's pretty popular, I guess, because there's a lot of kangaroos. A lot of McDonald's hamburgers being sold. So, so you know, I, I've set up, he's a, a normal dude, good at sports, good at school, pretty shy, but he works at McDonald's. He's a good guy. He's not like some Looney Tune trailer park boy, right? Trailer park. What is it with you and trailer parks? What do you have against trailer parks? Um, Other than that they're tornado magnets, what's wrong with the trailer park? So he uh, he does <laughs> he does good in school and he, he graduates and right when he graduates he he goes to the uh, <laughs> how fitting the Texas Wrestling Academy in San Antonio Texas wrestling He's yeah a he goes to a wrestling academy not like a wrestler not a cattle wrestler no not a academy. not a wrestler a wrestler he's a wrestler okay yeah he's a wrestler so so he goes into uh, basically an academy to learn how to be proficient in wearing weird clothes and rolling around on other men. And uh, he becomes pretty famous pretty quickly. <laughs> and he, he actually tours with like WWE and all these bigger. Oh, yeah, yeah. He's got names like the American Dragon and like cool guy names. You know what I'm saying? He becomes pretty famous, tours all over the States, Japan. Uh, he's kind of known for like having these little tight shorty shorts. Mm-hmm. You know, 
Him and, and Tom Selleck. Yeah. He had a long, successful career and was known for being like kind of a submission artist, you know, like submitting his foes. Oh. And he was known for his bridging double chicken wing submission. Hmm. How cool does that sound? Sounds pretty That's good. Pretty cool. Who's that so, famous jujitsu guy? Uh, Gracie. Gracie, yeah. It's kind of like Gracie. I guess so, but kind of. Okay. But more faker because it's WWE stuff. Right, right. Yeah, WWE. But then, this is where things get weird. One fateful night, Daniel Bryan was hanging out with a fellow wrestler named CM Punk. I'm assuming that's not his real name. Probably not. He probably goes by the name CM Punk. And they witness, with hundreds of other people, an actual cattle mutilation in progress. What? Really? Yeah. In progress. So CM Punk is laying down kind of on his face, kind of, you know, on his chest. Wait, wait, wait a minute. Were they outside, inside? I mean, they, all of a sudden I'm having all these visuals, but no descriptions. You're not giving me any information, visual I don't know a lot of, like, the description because he, he's not, I don't know, he's a wrestler, not a, a writer. Hmm. I'm assuming so they it was were, inside, outside? I'm assuming they were inside somehow. Weird. A CM Punk guy's resting kind of face down. Like on looking the mat. at the ground? Yeah, well, his head's kind of off to the side. I'm assuming because oh, he's he's, he's got to have his head up at some point. Okay. And uh, and and Brian actually mounts his back and hooks both of his arms over his shoulders and up under his armpits. <laughs> and he's actually kind of lifting CM Puck up off the ground by over his shoulders with his arms and up under his armpits. Then Brian does kind of a handstand upon his head, flips over backwards and lifts his arches his back up, kind of like a full Nelson but backwards. Uh-huh. Like a 69 full Nelson. Yeah, I can see and he, that. And he's got CM Punk in this submission hold that ultimately won him the match, and I believe the title. And that move, that bridging double chicken wing, is known as a cattle mutilation. What? So, <laughs> so there is no cattle mutilation other that, than the just move the name. is called the move is called cattle mutilation so and it was they didn't see, detrimental to brian's career they didn't see any cattle mutilation they just made a name up well and hundreds your of story. people watched well, hundreds of people watched it happen yeah but there was no cow involved cm punk was turned into uh, hamburger should known you were going to do a story like that see <laughs> I let my guard down. I kind of get sucked in. I want more visual information because I'm like, how is this guy going to see this? And why is he on a mat? Are they outside? How did the <laughs> UFO get in there? I mean, what? Black helicopters? What's going on? And then it's just the name of a move yeah. that he's famous for in professional wrestling. Yeah. <sighs> okay. He had cool names like Inferno, Dynamic Dragon. He's also five foot ten and two hundred and ten pounds. He's a pretty stocky boy. Well, he, whatever. <laughs> <laughs> I'm deflated. I tried. Deflated. I tried. I tried to find cattle mutilation information, and it's all the same stuff we've talked about. It is kind of the same. So it's like I wanted to throw in a little zest, a little spice, <laughs> and it's okay. related. Well, I'm gonna throw in a little zest, a little spice, right. spice so, it up, homeboy. So <laughs> two years ago, we had talked about that in the county, right here where I am in Twin Falls, Idaho, in Twin Falls County, there had been three cows killed, and two of them had been mutilated in the South Hills. Now, the South Hills are just a mere 10 miles to the south of where I sit right now. Yeah, you can see them. Yeah, you can see them. And 
I tried to get information from the local, you know, sheriff's department to find out some information and maybe get a hold of the, you know, the actual police report and maybe some pictures of the mutilations. But the investigation was ongoing, so they couldn't give me anything until it had been closed. Well, it's still ongoing. I checked. Ah, so, I mean, I, and now I you're think, on a watch list. Right. Probably. <laughs> so, you know, if you want to tie up information, just don't close the case. Leave it I open. Could just, I can just picture it right now. You walk into that cafeteria place you were talking about. Yeah. And they're like, what's he doing? Uh, he's heading on over to the meat stand, the barbecue stand. <laughs> All right. 10 floor. Keep an eye on what he orders. He's looking at the menu now, sir. All right. Is that a number 10? What's a number 10? No, nope, no, nope, not the brisket, sir. It is the pork ribs. I think we're okay. <laughs> All right, 10-4 rollout. Yeah. Something like that. Well, because there was no new information on that mutilation that took place just a mere two years ago, I thought, hey, I've got a motorcycle. It's a dual sport. I'll get on the trail, and I'll ride on over there to the location where these things actually took place. Um, I had the GPS coordinates, and I also had Google Maps, so I was able to pinpoint where it was. And uh, I took off. took me about an hour, uh, hour and a half to ride over there. It was a terrible road the way I went. I went up over the mountain instead of around it. And uh, I found myself in the dead center of the location where the cows were mutilated and killed. Dead center. And what I found was that, and I'm going to put pictures up there so you can see the kind of the environment that I was in. What I found is that that area is totally inundated with open-range cattle. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's just an open place. It's BLM land, and ranchers can take their cattle herds up there, and they can let them wander around and eat the grass, and basically they save on feed. And then when it gets cold, about now, um, in November, they pull them out and take them to the corrals in their ranch. One thing that struck me while I was there is that you could put a lot of cows in those areas. I mean, it's just vast. It's just vast yeah. and empty. And open, yeah. And so the access to cattle is just huge. Right. And I kind of got wondering about that. It's like, you know, it, this wasn't some remote spot where there was a sparse population of cows. This is where there were hundreds, maybe thousands of cattle out there eating. Right. And these mutilations took place in the middle of that. Um, that kind of negates the possibility that a predator got in the midst of that herd and took one or two cows out. If they would, they would take the weak. Right. Like if if you're a predator, you go for the weak and injured animal, not the fine specimens like bulls or, or, you know, fully grown cows. And so while I was there, I was thinking about all that stuff and, and I took some pictures and then came back home and, and, uh, just chewed on it for a while. Mm Mm-hmm. And then, not too long ago, I was listening to a podcast, and they were talking about cattle mutilations a little bit. You know, they touched on it in association with this uh, mad cow disease, and it got me thinking. That's kind of why I had talked to you about, hey, let's go ahead and talk about cattle mutilations again, because I'd like to steer this conversation toward these weird things that might possibly be the impetus or the reason why cows are mutilated in the first place. So you have a nefarious plan in all of this. I I have a plan. I have a direction we're going to go, but we had some really cool ideas of what cattle mutilations were when we first started. Do you remember Mm. any of those? Any of those sticking in your head? Uh, Vandalism? 
or like Vandal- yeah. you know people being mean slash like cultic cult yeah. sacrifices yeah. stuff mm-hmm. i think we lumped those two together the other one would be like testing like government secret mm-hmm. testing of weapons or environmental health you know like yep. nuclear bomb and pack i don't know and then um i think some of them were just misunderstandings yeah natural basically predators. basically the same things we said about ufos yeah, in that is funny? It, it's yeah. a hoax or something. It's a yeah. misunderstanding, or it's a government thing, or it's an actual extra supernatural thing. paranormal extraterrestrial type paranormal. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's weird. I hadn't thought about that, but that's really true. They do kind of line up that way. They do parallel a little bit. There's a, some parallelism, which fits. I mean, almost everything we've talked about has severe parallelism. Parallelism. Parallelogram. Parallelisms. Parallelism. Parallelisms. I can't hardly say that. That's hard to say. Parallelism. Yeah. Well, anyway, no matter how you pronounce it, I mean, there are these things that are similar across the board. And uh, most people don't want to think about it, but there's something really weird going on. It's not like there are one or two things that have happened that people kind of, you know, build up and like blow out of proportion. Sensationalize. Yeah. We're talking, especially since the 1970s, there are hundreds of thousands of reports of mutilated cows in similar fashion. Right. Now, in that same time, there have been millions and millions of cattle deaths, natural cattle deaths Mm -hmm. that don't get reported. So once again, you're faced with this, I guess it's a dichotomy. It's an inconvenient fact that ranchers and cattle owners aren't reporting deaths that are natural as cattle mutilations. They're Mm -hmm. only reporting the cows that have been killed unnaturally. Yeah, weird, weird. That that have been dissected, that have been mutilated, that obviously there's something extra normal about the way these things have happened. Extra normal. Extra normal. Yeah, paranormal, whatever you want to call it. And the question is, what is it and why is it happening? Right. Um, now, out of all of those, maybe, you know, hundreds of thousands of animals that are reported as mutilated cattle, a good percentage of them, you know, maybe maybe the majority of them are explainable. Do you think yeah. there's that many? Hundreds of thousands? Oh, easy. That are reported? Easy. If there, were, if there were 10,000 in 1979. Oh, I see, in like all time. In the United States, before, you know, they were really tracking. Um, Worldwide, since then, how many are there? And how many have actually been reported? And how many just people don't report because they don't want the hubbub that goes with it? Yeah. Yeah, so it's it's, it's a big deal. It's a weird deal. And the question is why? And why did this stuff start ramping up around you know, the 1970s. What is it? What's the cause? Why all of a sudden did then things start to take off? And why did people start seeing UFOs in the 1970s associated with these things and black helicopters and other kinds of weird things? Why did they start seeing that in the 1970s when really the UFO phenomenon started in the 1940s with the late 1940s with Roswell? Um, 
so there are these weird connections that you kind of stick out. So do you think there's a, a correlation between, so you have like the 60s and 70s, which what they call that, the kind of like the time of love or whatever? Uh, yeah, the love <laughs> generation of love. What do they call that generation of it's love? It's the hippie generation in the 60s and 70s. Do you think there's any correlation between people having like... Uh, a little more um, hallucinogenic, <laughs> hallucinogenic, adventurous sexual appetites. That there's this weird cattle mutilation thing. I mean, who knows? Who knows? <laughs> I mean, <laughs> I don't know. Hey, your your hypothesis is as good as anybody else's, I guess. I guess more. But weird. it doesn't. You know, you, you your mind wants an answer, right? Um, you know, and the the honest truth is, since this didn't really go mainstream. And it's still not mainstream. People just kind of don't even want to think about it or even know about it. Yeah, and it sounds so gross, cattle mutilation. What is it? Anytime you hear the word mutilation, it's kind of icky. Yeah. Well, it totally is gross. Okay, so I'd asked you what some of the the causes were for this. We never finished that, you know, thought. My favorite, I'm going to jump ahead here. My favorite was that, is that maybe aliens were using cattle... Mm as surrogate mothers for Bigfoot bodies that were basically <laughs> a synthetic body that could be inhabited by either a spirit, you know, or an alien. <laughs> right. And I, love uh, that. I, did, I was going to mention that, but I didn't because I thought we were sticking <laughs> with serious stuff. <laughs> well, I love that. I love that because it kind of, it, it, there is a lot of, you know, okay, we're not going to Bigfoot yet here, but here's the tie into Bigfoot. There's a lot of reports that Bigfoot, maybe he's like a cow. He's like, he's a dumb, big creature. But for whatever reason, he's not like real flesh and blood. He has these tendencies yeah. to be able to kind of like fade in and fade out of our, our dimension or time frame. So if like you shoot him, it doesn't affect him, you know, whatever it is. <laughs> There's weird stuff about Bigfoot. Mm-hmm. And then you have the story of like the guy who goes out and finds the cow that was mutilated and out of it was being born a, uh, he called it a Bigfoot baby. Yeah, he said it, it had a cow. It was like a cow with a, a man face. Yeah, having a, you know, basically having a baby Sasquatch. Right. And then he runs back to the house. And when he comes back the next morning, the it's kids, all gone. It's all gone. Yeah. <laughs> so I mean, story and a half. that kind of story is awesome. Yeah. If you want to hear that story, you got to go back and listen to our first three episodes. <laughs> I love that stuff. Mm hmm. And once we decided to kind of revisit this topic, I just did a real cursory search on up-to-date cattle mutilation reports. And and you know what's really weird? It's like really happening all over the place again. It's happening all over the United States and in other countries too. And it's Mm -hmm. not like one or two. In Oregon, since 2019, since we did that podcast... There have been 13 reported cattle mutilations. That's crazy. Not, not including the three bulls that we talked about in our initial podcast. In uh, Wheeler County, there have been, I think there's seven cattle mutilations that have been reported in the same area, in Wheeler County alone. Now, Wheeler County, the sheriff's department there has a Facebook page, and you can go there and scroll down. And you'll find pictures of these cattle mutilations and, you know, basically the sheriff's department is asking for help in solving these things. Right. 
It's weird. And that's just in Wheeler County. And in other counties, there was like another seven in a different county. I, off the top of my head, I don't remember which one. But they all have the same telltale signs. Uh, part of the jaw removed, ear removed, eyeball mm-hmm. gone, genitalia cut off, teats cut off, or the whole udder is removed. Um, it's all utterly dis- removed. Utterly disgusting. <laughs> um, th- it's found in locations where they look like they've been dropped rather than that they were killed Move or died or there. Yeah, there aren't any prints of like predators. In fact, predators kind of avoid the animals. Like maybe there's something about Icky. the carcasses that they don't want to touch or eat. They know that it smells bad or something. There's some kind of weird thing there. And and my question is why? Well, that's everybody's question. I know. That's it's a it's great important. question. That's, you know, <laughs> it shows how smart I am that I ask the same question everybody else does. Why is this going <laughs> on? Who's doing it? And right. what's the end game? Is there one? Is it for fun? Is it malicious? Is it satanic cults that are using the uh, genitalia for some kind of fertility rites or, or some kind of hex that they're going to put on people's penis so they can't get an erection and, and well, pleasure their girlfriend very, or wife? Very, or boyfriend or husband. Whatever. That's yeah. very specific. Uh, you know, I'm just trying to throw things out there and get people thinking about things that they shouldn't. <laughs> <laughs> so, you know, what's really weird is you boil the whole thing down to it. You know, I was I was kind of looking for maybe some unique story. But the problem is all of the stories are strange and they're basically the same, which is right. rancher goes out in the morning after seeing his herd the day before, discovers that his prize bull or cow or you name it, is dead and mutilated. That's the story. That's the sum of it. Yeah. Over and over and over again. So like with with the telltale signs that we've we've discussed at Ignazium. Yeah. It's mutilated. And when I say mutilated, that takes in those elements that we've already talked about. If it was one cow, that's one thing. But we're talking a lot of times it's in the same county and it's happened four or five, six, seven times. And it's enough so that the law enforcement is no longer saying, oh, this is some kid doing something stupid, or this is like some predator kind of thing. But they're obviously seeing this pattern. They're going, wait, something else is going on here. What is it? Please help us. People don't know. Nobody knows. So I want to ask the question, what is it that nobody knows? What is causing these things? What are some of the hypotheses of what these are? We talked about some of them earlier. Some of them are, you know, fanciful and a fantasy land type of stuff. But if if we were going to get pragmatic and we were going to get really serious and we were going to put on our logical brain hats and say, hey, what could be causing this and why? What could those be? Do you have any ideas? I mean, if you were going to go logical here and not be, you know, overly sensational or trying to be, you know, weird or paranoid or paranormal what could this be just throw it out there if you have one i'm gonna stick with my normal thing and that's that it's just nature being nature Mm -hmm. the organs and all that flesh in this areas that we're talking about the ears the eyes those things are first to go with scavenger animals yeah and and predators that's where my brain goes first too but and if it's not like a mountain lion, it's not going to cut an incision across the stomach and, and debow it. It's going to kind of ream its way through from no, the soft area, which yeah. will be the the rear end. So it's yeah. not gonna it's not gonna be like a cut in a deboweling thing. It's going to be kind of a more gross, vicious, and 
Um, I don't know if you're a hunter or whatever, there's kind of only a few ways animals come apart. Mm -hmm. So you can start at one end (laughs) and work your way to the other side and it's going to come apart that way pretty easy. If you go backwards, it's not as simple. So I think that's kind of what nature does is, is that's why, that's why we do it as hunters and, I think that animals do that naturally because that's soft going towards the skull and the spine and the neck, and that's all hard. So where they work their themselves that way. And I think that's what happens. And then you, you put some fresh meat out in the sun for even an hour and it becomes very viscous and like rounded. Mm -hmm. Everything kind of shrinks. Yeah, because well, blood, they, I mean, blood flow stops and everything. So I think that's what do you what do when it's in Oregon and it's moist and damp and not hot and rainy? I don't know. I don't I mean, go to well, Oregon. I, you know, okay. So I am agreeing with you. I, I think what you're saying is absolutely true. Um, let's just say it's absolutely true for 95% of the reported things that, I, that are out there. I bet that's the, the case. Yeah. So it's natural, or maybe even there's a little nefarious activity, kids being stupid, accidentally kill a cow, go out and cut it up, whatever. Or, Rain comes and washes away yeah. the footprints, and nobody sees it. The The fluids sink to the bottom of the body cavity, so you don't notice, and it looks like they're, you know, totally devoid of blood, which is another, yeah, which is another sign that... A lot of the carcasses have no blood. It's like they've been drained of all their blood. Yeah, they've been let. Mm-hmm. Um, the things that, that are also there that that doesn't explain is why are a lot of these animals dropped in locations that looks like they've been dropped from the air, where there's not a really good way for them to get there. Mm-hmm. And, uh, and then also, why isn't there more of the predatory kind of attack on the, on the carcass? That's the one that got me. I, I was do, the first time we did cattle mutilation episodes. Mm-hmm. Um, I was just Googling some cattle mutilation stuff. And I think it was sheep mm-hmm. that were getting mutilated and they found them in trees. Yeah. Sheep. And I thought that was interesting because it's some, like, even on power lines. Yeah. Power line is insane. A sheep <laughs> or something I could say is like a, a mountain lion. <laughs> Because yeah. they do like drag stuff up into trees. Sometimes they climb yeah. trees. Yeah, sure. A power line. I don't know about that. <laughs> <laughs> I know it's weird. It is so weird to see those pictures. And if you don't know what we're talking about, just Google mutilation. It'll come up. Don't um, do it with a squeamish uh, stomach. No. And I know a lot of our listeners are going to be like, why in the heck are you talking about this? So actually, we have an in-game or I have an in-game. I've been thinking about this. Um, and it ties into my current situation. So I'm here in Twin Falls and I'm helping my dad who is having memory issues. And, uh, you know, you can call it dementia, you can call it Alzheimer's, you can call it any kind of name, but basically for a lot of people, as they age, they cannot remember. And eventually that lack of memory gets so bad that they don't remember how to even live or eat and, and it's terminal. So I'm dealing with that, and uh, I found this kind of connection to a possible explanation of what cattle mutilations are and the situation that I find myself in right now in helping my dad who's struggling with his memory. And that's a really weird connection. And, it is. And, and I know it sounds really weird, 
But, but it's probably honestly one of the most realistic ones. Yeah, I mean, I think so. I think there's a little bit of logic involved and a little bit of conspiracy, but maybe not a lot of supernatural or paranormal, which in one sense of the word kind of makes me a little bit sad because I'd rather it be something right. paranormal <laughs> and supernatural because I like that stuff. But I find it almost, if not more so, interesting. Right, exactly. So I thought, you know, let's kind of go that direction. We won't get all the way there. And I think on the next podcast, we'll talk about the connection and then maybe even do an episode on on uh, what it's like to lose your mind, to lose your memory. I, I think that would be an interesting episode because I know there are thousands and thousands of people out there that are so dealing with this. Yeah. And uh, or have family members that are dealing with this in you know, I think it would be really interesting to go through that. But that's, you know, maybe two episodes down the line. Mm -hmm. Okay. So back to cattle mutilations. We're going to start bridging the gap. So I, I see where you're going now because we've had these discussions in your hot tub and stuff like that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Hot tubs are I, always I, I'm, good. I'm picking up what you're laying down. I'm smelling the cow turd. You're seeing you're the, stepping in. You're seeing the logic behind my brilliance. A little bit, yeah. Because yeah. I don't like I don't like the cattle mutilation topic. It's kind of boring to me, to be honest. Well, I don't know <laughs> if I find it. I like uh, the wrestling part. <laughs> <laughs> well, I mean, there's something about the tie-in. If it was just dead cows, yeah, totally boring. Who yeah. cares? I don't like it. Dealt with a lot of dead cows in my life. I remember one time my my neighbor friend and I that we had a cow that bloated. It ate too much grain and it bloated, mm. so it was laying out dead. <laughs> and I don't know if people don't know what bloated cows look like. They, they're basically the internal gases after they die. They kind of swell up and they get really big. And uh, we had pocket knives. Oh, and we wow. got this brilliant idea. What if we popped this cow? Because <laughs> he bowed up, you know, he was big like, like a, a ball. It was dead. Yeah, he was dead. Yeah. And this it was the, like, uh, but uh, the, the stomach area yeah. had just gotten huge. It had blown up. Your like, previous experience in this area has been birthday balloons full of helium, right? Yeah, kind of like that. You're waiting for like a <laughs> or like a pop. Yeah, uh -huh. you know, you see it out there and you you call a rendering service that comes out and picks up down animals. And they take it and turn it into makeup and all the stuff that women love. But, <laughs> but, but at the time, it was just waiting for, you know, the, the rendering company to come and pick it up. So it was out in the pasture. And uh, me and my friend, we go out, we have pocket knives. And we're like, man, I wonder if we popped it, what would happen? So we finally got a, got the knives and we went over and we stabbed this thing. <laughs> <laughs> He's laughing like a weirdo. <laughs> well, it was so weird because basically, you know, you, you see those those cartoons where something pops and the, there's the balloon is going. Like that. And it's like flying around through the air. Well, the cow didn't fly around. The cow flew through the air. <laughs> no, it didn't. But it made the same sound. Yeah. And it was like splurting out like goo. <laughs> Edit this out, man. Yeah. No, no, no. Gross. It was funny. We laughed no. really, really, really hard. People you know, we're little laugh kids. At this. <laughs> no, you would. You would. I, mean, I would. But the cow was dead. <laughs> it was. It was gross. There's people out there who don't eat meat because of this. <laughs> well, they probably will give us a negative review. Yeah. Right? We'll call they them Cow64. Cow64. 
<laughs> that might be appropriate name for Polly. Oh, yeah. That's gross. Yeah. I don't have yeah. any dead cow experiences. No, other than I went to this restaurant in Utah. I think it was called Tiburon. Uh-huh. And that was the best steak I've ever had. <laughs> it was really rare dead cow meat. Oh, so good. Mm. Everything well, was good. They cleansed my palate with a pineapple ginger homemade mm. sorbet. Yum. And it was, I mean, I could just get full off ginger pineapple sorbet. Well, if you follow the direction we're going with cattle mutilation and maybe the cause behind it, it might change your mind on eating red meat at all. Yeah. Um, And, you know, let's just throw it out there. So where we are going are these little protein molecules called prions. Yeah. Which is a cool name. It's a great name. Prions. Yeah, it sounds like something from the Alien series. That's right. So I'm not the only one who's thought of this. In fact, um, I got my idea from other people who are much smarter and have thought about this a lot more than me. There are books about this. But what's really different about this line of thinking, rather than the, uh, the surrogate mother for Sasquatch, is that it gives you a practical reason why a government entity would go into a clandestine kind of operation to monitor, basically it would be the infection of the American food supply. And, you know, when I first heard about this, I thought it was crazy. I I had read a book, I think it was called uh, Stalking the Herd, written by a guy named um, Christopher O'Brien. So this was written, you know, I think, gosh, it was written like 10 years ago. Mm-hmm. Um, so this isn't a new thing at all. No, I, I, I get what you're saying. It's not like a brand new thing, these prions, because I, I've been on this audible book listening thing lately because of work. If I don't have something going on constantly in the back of my mind, it kind of gets a little bit uh, monotonous sometimes. So I, I download a lot of audiobooks. And I just finished the second Jurassic Park series book, The Lost World by Michael Crichton. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And uh, basically how this lost world uh, can survive with so many predators, T-Rexes and, and, and Velociraptors and stuff. Well, there's yeah. so few prey animals and such a small area. And they come up with the idea that it's because initially on the island, they were feeding the animals, even the, the herbivores, a sheep protein extract and that was causing them to have prions which caused them to die early shortly after breeding so that there could be a higher number of predators and a lower number of prey oh so like a muscle wasting disease yeah probably similar to the thing that in the hunting community uh, chronic wasting disease Uh is a thing that's becoming more and more popular and it's actually in the idaho fishing game handbook and we can go over that in the actual prion episode, maybe next episode. So they say basically you're not supposed to eat those animals that you find that have that disease or that have symptoms believe, of that disease? I think so. They have like big, weird, cloven, hooves-looking things, like kind of like club mm. feet and stuff. So, so going back to Michael Crichton, so in the book, they allude to the possibility that the way that they were able to feed all of the animals that they genetically engineered was to introduce this uh, sheep kind of meal protein kind of food so that they could feed these animals. 
Yep. It's basically a sped up ecosystem where instead of animals living a long time, they would die quicker, but they would kind of like repopulate quicker as well. So did they take these down animals, grind them up and feed them to the other animals so that they could know kind of the basically that they were supplementing infant animals with this protein extract and then letting them free on this island called the lost world. I don't remember if it was Isla Nubar or whatever, but uh, a lot of animals in that time period apparently were scavengers as are most animals now, I think that are quote unquote predatory, but uh, there were these ones called compies that were kind of like small, like lizard animals. If you remember the movies, yeah. Yeah. Um, There's the girl that's on the beach and her parents are neglectful and they're rich. And then the girl runs off. She screams. Yeah. yeah, and they're like, ah, and then they, and then the mean guy gets eaten by them later. But in the book, they kind of are like the spreading factor, it seems like, of this uh, prion disease. Mm-hmm. Other animals that are consuming like raptors and T-Rexes that are actually predatory. So basically, all the animals are spreading around continuously this prion disease mm-hmm. because it was introduced originally because herbivores breed and spread the disease and compies, the little dinosaurs scavenge on it. They Mm -hmm. spread the disease and raptors and T-Rexes predatorize these herbivores that were fed this protein, spread the Mm -hmm. disease and it's continuous. It's uncontrollable. Maybe I think Dr. Malcolm, Jeff Goldblum's character, I think he actually alludes to it being the reason that the animals are extinct. Yeah. It's pretty interesting just that we're talking about, I just finished the book. A while back, it was really, really good. Hmm. Well, I love me some dinosaurs, though. Yeah, dinosaurs. <laughs> Michael Crichton's an awesome author. Um, one thing that I find interesting, just to kind of make this connection, prions cause what in most people would recognize um, that came around in the 1980s, mad cow disease. Mm-hmm. Now, mad cow disease also manifested in sheep in the UK, uh, minks. Uh, other animals, it's been found in deer. It's basically like you were talking about this wasting disease that you find in elk and yeah. deer and wild game. Um, it, so it's something that's around in the environment. And they attribute these conditions, this uh, malady, to these things, these protein molecules that are abnormal called prions. And it's kind of a cool name. Yeah. Um, there's a reason and there's a story behind how that name started but I don't want to jump in it too deep yet because right now we're talking about the cattle mutilation side of it. But what I do want to paint for you is that what if, what if there is an organization or a deliberate reason why soft tissue and organ tissue is being taken from cattle, cattle that would be normally ingested by the cattle industry and consumers like you and I who like T-bone steaks or whatever. Mm-hmm. What if there's a, a more purposeful reason why this is happening? What right. if what if this is a deliberate way to track some kind of malady that you find inside of our beef food supply? Yeah. And I don't want to get too much in the weeds of the whole prion thing because we could do a whole episode on it but Mm -hmm. i know that uh herd animals are specifically susceptible to 
this prion infestation because a lot of saliva and feces and yeah. urination and stuff is getting transmitted because they are herbivores and they eat the same plants and they eat where they sleep and they sleep where they eat and they poop where they eat. You know, they're just... They mingle a lot. There's a lot of nose touching and, mm-hmm. and, you know, they're both munching on the same leaf or whatever. And I know that spreads this particular thing, prions, mm-hmm. which it is a creepy name. Yeah, it is a creepy name. And, well, <laughs> you have that, and that's more like in the natural environment, out in the wilderness. Right. But then you have in, like, food circles, you have cows that die whether down cows, whether they, you know, it's a, they get sick and they die or whatever. Um, and they are harvested. They're taken to rendering plants. Um, the fats mm-hmm. are separated. The tallow is taken out. Um, things are ground up. Organs are ground up and they are introduced into meal, which is then combined with other elements. And then it's fed back into the food supply. Yeah. Which is the Jurassic Park thing we talked about where it's right. kind of, yeah, it's almost like uh, so. Then from there, from there it goes to swine, chicken. I mean, name any kind of protein that you eat, even triceratops, fish. <laughs> and back into cows. So uh, they use every bit of those down cows, and it saves millions of dollars in feed costs because right. there, so there's a monetary gain to use those things, but. If through that process we are introducing these prions into our food supply and, you know, the cattle that are out on our ranges. Open ranges. Mm-hmm, or in our pastures or corrals or wherever. Yeah. If they're out there, they're being raised and harvested for meat and sold. What does that mean if they're infected with these prions? Maybe they don't live enough, live long enough to, uh, you know, actually develop mad cow disease. Mm-hmm. But, but maybe the people that consume them do. Exactly. Tying everything back to cattle mutilations. They're still going on. Still happening. Um, in, in some states like Oregon, they're increasing. I don't understand why. It's, it's still intriguing to me. But it's going to be fun to talk about it in our next episode the possible link to that and these things that we've been talking about for just a little bit called prions. And then, uh, I don't know, maybe we'll solve something. Maybe we'll, you know, just be throwing out disinformation like most news channels, but um, (laughs) it'll be an interesting conversation and it'll be something to think about. Yeah, I agree. For now, let's just uh, end it by saying, Hey, cattle mutilations are still going on. They're going strong, baby. And, uh, oh, yeah. Yeah. And it's happening. And uh, if you want to uh, do a little research, just uh, Google it. Uh, maybe keep your eyes and ears open for anything in the uh, newspapers. Um, and send it to us if you see something yeah. in your area or whatever. Yeah. If you've experienced, definitely let us know. We'd love to. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. And we don't want to talk it to death. And we don't want to go too deep into prion where. Right now. I love that word, prion. Um, Such a good word. Sounds like Cylon. Yeah. You know, like... uh, Sounds like the Battlestar Galactica. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. If this is real, it's horrifying and it's not fun. No. But that's part of our next episode. Exactly. Yeah. Next episode, we'll try to 
maybe do a little more research on the exact, you know, definition of prion, what they do and what they can potentially be causing and stuff like that. So come back and, and listen. It'll be informative. It may not be true, but it will be interesting. It's all conspiracy <laughs> and it'll definitely be a strange thing. Yeah. So join us next time for some cold drinks and some strange conversation. Taters. Beef and potatoes. Beef and taters. <laughs> <laughs> Bye. Bye.